1: Uh, and now we have John McLaughlin on the phone, and Curtis is allowed to come back from the dead uh, uh, because you were banned for 10 minutes. I
2: banned for 10 minutes, although I must say, um, George, uh, excuse me, Zimmerman, uh, actually the only interview Joan Hamburg ever gave in in her entire career that dealt with
1: politics was with Zimmerman. Cindy Adams, too. Yes. Cindy Adams loves George Zimmerman, and, uh, and uh, Hamburg loves George Zimmerman. They're in the same business.
2: Now, one question I have for John McLaughlin. Is it true that you were on your way to becoming a priest when all of a sudden you realized you had another calling? Is this true, John?
0: No, that's definitely not true. <laughs> so I'm pushing the limits already with God. So, <laughs> by, the, by the way, Curtis, you gotta, i I got to uh, give you a compliment because you sent me that email about taking care of homeless people that have pets because they can't get into shelters and everything over Christmas. So yes. I, I think— I, I, you know, I don't do anything as 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 worthy of of that as as you do, you know, around the holidays and and for you to do that that was a great thing. And, oh, well, and John, you you're very generous as well to people that need help around the holidays. So, so there's there's people on this call that are closer to being a priest than me. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> well, I I am involved in the Greek Orthodox Church, and I uh and I work for uh, the Archbishop of America, and. Uh, uh, and I worked very hard for uh, Cardinal Dolan, too, whenever he asked me to. Plus,
2: in your church, uh, you and can get Rabbi
1: married. Pat- and and
2: by I know, but in your church, if you decided you wanted to be a priest and not a big maca, you know, uh, moving, you could have been married.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's when the rule is in the Catholic Church. You know why the Catholic Church, you couldn't be married? Some pope in the 13th century, 14th century says, the... Church business has become a family business. Yeah, but if I don't allow them to be married, I get all I get all the real estate. <laughs>
2: well, you know somebody so forgot somebody deal. forgot to remind them about the Reverend Louis Giganti who passed away. It's a
1: real estate at deal.
2: Seven million dollars, John. Seven million dollars as a
1: priest—that's a lot of money.
2: Yes, but anyway, on to politics here. What do you uh, make of this whole uh, George uh, Santos situation? The interview that John had last night with him, and the other uh, publications uh, that have followed his—he uh, uh, as he calls it—he calls it a uh, resume embellishment.
0: Well, he—I he, mean, he's coming down, He's talking to the press now, and, and the election's over. I mean, I mean, I was listening to uh, Robert uh to Zimmerman and you know they they knew this at the time they attacked him during the campaign and uh you know maybe it should have you know he's probably doing a lot of what if should he attack sooner, or harder sooner or whatever. But that that campaign's over with now and uh, uh you know there's a, there's a tradition in American politics unfortunately, you know, you look at Democrats like Dick Blumenthal said he went to Vietnam. Elizabeth Warren said she was a Native American uh they're still in office. And uh he should have he should have been honest. And uh George is trying you know, he's trying to get out his story now and I don't know the answer. So I'm listening like everybody else. And uh at the time that uh George was running, uh no one wanted to, wanted to run against Swazi. He ran against uh, Congressman Swazi and came close a couple of years ago and then remember the Democrat plan that came out, the first plan, they took that district and they united it with the Bronx and with Queens And uh, no, Westchester. Queens was already in Westchester, the Bronx, and it became even more Democratic. And again, no one wanted to run. And then uh, a judge threw out the original plan, and uh, George filed for that seat. And the the new district was much more Republican, that it became 80% Nassau County, 20% Queens, uh, very good areas in there. But it was no one could primary then. It was over. Now, let, so, uh, John,
2: John, simple. You're in the business of politics. Uh, you did negative research on Governor Hochul as you represented Zeldin, and I'm sure they did uh, massive negative research on uh, Zeldin, Congressman Zeldin. Where was the negative research here? A simple Google would have come up with some of this information on either side, whether it was. Uh, Joe Cairo and the Nassau County GOP vetting their own candidate, or more importantly, Jacobs uh, and the Democrats uh, vetting the opposition?
0: Well, look, like I said to you, first of all, the Republicans initially, because this district was so Democratic, no one really wanted to run. So there was no focus. There was no people weren't, people weren't focused on that. Secondly, uh, as uh, uh, the previous guest said, they had a report. They had they had this and and I was listening to that interview, and they had opposition research, you know, and so they they had it. So I don't know. I I, I, I so uh um so you know I just take polls and campaigns. Right, right. And, but John,
2: uh, what we're yeah. reading that uh, GOP leaders uh, knew some of it. It was a well-known secret. Uh, isn't it true that George uh, Santos had insulated himself by claiming to be gay? Uh, uh, Hispanic and Jewish. I mean, there was no way they were going to attack their own candidate. Gay, Hispanic, and Jewish. That's like they hit the trifecta, the trinity, the troika in getting a candidate that normally they might not have had.
0: Well, that's that's you know you're you're making that you know that's that's your uh, uh, opinion. So um, I don't I you know if you're a Republican, they attack you on any grounds they can get. <laughs> So I'm used to, uh, you know. Uh, are you talking about that. the
1: New York Times again?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's like if you, especially if you're a Trump Republican, don't worry about it. No, nothing's going to insulate <laughs> you. You're going to be attacked. So, uh, um, so anyway, so I, you know, we'll, let's hear the answers. But you know, but as I mentioned this. There's plenty of Democrats. Look at Joe Biden. He didn't always tell the truth. He used to plagiarize speeches and stuff. I mean, this, you know, people are kind of numb to this in terms of the Democrats. But uh, whether you're a Republican or a Republic.
1: Democrat, isn't it true, we talked about it the last hour, that if you lie in, in Congress, you, you can't be sued?
0: Um, I'm not a lawyer. But that is the truth. Say, I will believe you. That yeah. is the truth.
1: If you tell lies on the congressional f- floor... You cannot be sued. I mean, that's a rule that I think is—is is, what would our old president would say. That's of crap.
2: That's right, and I believe there's also a standard. Unless it's not an egregious crime like murder, you cannot arrest a sitting congressman or congresswoman while they're in session. The moment the session is over, boom, you can put the handcuffs on.
1: Now, the other—the other rule was. Uh, if you dealt an inside, everybody goes to jail for insider information. Uh, uh, everybody. Um, if you, if you, if there was a rule. If you deal with insider information while you're a Congressperson, and you know that that uh, this company is going to do this or this company is going to do that, and you buy the stock, you can't go to jail. They were going to try to change the rules. I'm not sure they changed the rules yet, but insider information. You know, Nancy Pelosi has become, you know, on a congresswoman's salary, she's become worth over a hundred million. I think.
0: Yeah, when she was speaker, but, uh, but they weren't both sides. those rules. And by the way, by the way, I urge all candidates to tell the truth, be honest with voters. Voters deal with it much better than people think. Now, <laughs> and, when uh, I ran
1: for mayor, and you were my yeah. poster. Right. Now you never told me I was losing
0: Manhattan. <laughs> I, th- I think I did. And Tony like, Carbonetti I, I was on think... the
1: other side. No, Yo, you t- you <laughs> told you told uh, our uh, Rob Ryan, my campaign manager.
0: Yeah, well, we we, you know, we yeah, I did. And uh, by the way, you were down in our last poll because Mayor Giuliani had endorsed Lota. Uh, you were down 20 points. Well, in defense, in defense I lost, of... Uh, I didn't the lose you to Joe Lovato. No, I lost
1: to Major
2: The, the uh, In defense of now, John McLaughlin. I, I, still
1: to, I, I still ask Tony Carbonetti. We went through the yeah. buildings. In one of the buildings, I lost 83-0. <laughs> You think that I mean, they put the magic touch <laughs> in those machines?
0: Yeah, and no, and a real. And remember, he had like a ninety percent favorable in a Republican primary. Mayor Giuliani, Eighty-three
1: to so. zero. I didn't have one person yeah. in Manhattan remember, electing that
0: building. John, in defense Don't of worry, you, on your team
2: now. All the commercials <laughs> in, in all the commercials in the last two weeks, John. You didn't see Joe Loda. All you saw was Rudy Giuliani. People thought Rudy was running against you.
1: Absolutely. That's why you
2: lost the Republican
1: primary and, in Manhattan. And, and the day, listen. The day uh, he, uh, Joe Loder won, he took Rudy off the stage. Yep. <laughs> well, we're going to thank you, John uh, McLaughlin. God bless you. And uh, we're going to have to take a hard break.